Welcome to the Graceful Exit Podcast. I'm Kimberly Hertz, founder of the Graceful Exit, created to educate, empower, and support women as they navigate divorce. Beginning with us, we are putting a stop to the divorce stigma through meaningful conversations about the emotional and endearing experience divorce often brings. My hope is that you'll follow along on this journey and join our community of women navigating divorce with grace. Hi, everybody. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, who is a coach and mentor in regards to wealth psychology. And she is going to go ahead and introduce herself, and then we'll get the conversation going on financial confidence, pre and post divorce, and all the good things that she has to offer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for having me on the podcast. As mm-hmm. you said, my name is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury. I am a wealth psychology specialist. I focus in on women and wealth. And so basically what that means is I help women understand how they think and feel about money. So the emotional side of money, so they can have a healthier relationship with their finances, that they can develop or reinforce positive financial behaviors. And when it comes to divorce, it's really helping women assess where they are, whether it's pre, during, or post-divorce, and Mm -hmm. set goals for where they want to be in terms of their financial confidence and in terms of their financial skills. Wonderful. So can you help us understand, let's just go through the pre-divorce and where some of your clients may have been and where you can actually help them out. I think the pre-divorce time is obviously, people know, very tricky. And one of the things that you need to be aware of is do I have the financial know-how? Do I have the information that I need in order to decide if I can financially go through with a divorce, mm-hmm. if you have the privilege of making that decision? And also, what are the ways in which I need to boost my financial confidence as I'm going through this process? Because we all know, even in the best of circumstances, that divorces are traumatic and that they often can you know, hit you at your self-esteem or you're most vulnerable. And so really building up that muscle as you're anticipating a divorce in terms of being confident, knowing what you need to know. And so I'll work with people around the emotional side of the divorce, but also the financial piece. And I usually collaborate with a financial advisor. I want to be really clear, Kim, that I'm not a financial advisor. I don't do financial plans. I don't make investment advice. But the beauty is with your network and certainly the people that I work with is it's really easy to work as a team. So I handle the emotional piece. The other person handles more of the technical aspects of finance. And it's kind of like building up your team to be able to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, I'll help people connect with lawyers or think about different types of mediation. But once again, I think Graceful Exit's doing a really great job of it. So it may just be focusing in on the financial confidence piece. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So help me understand that financial confidence. What are some tips and tricks that you offer your clients or help build their confidence level when it's surrounded by money? Just for a little bit of background, there's so many women going through divorce, as you may know, that don't have access to the financial means. And so they're coming in completely blind to what they can afford in life, right? Post-divorce. So what are some ways that you tend to build that confidence back up in women? I think one of the things to keep in mind if you're listening in today is that divorce, just like widowhood, it's a wake-up call. And when you actually look at the research, you'll see that about 57% of women who have gone through a divorce report back that it was a financial wake-up call. The good news 
is that many of those same women build that financial confidence through the process. So there's something about a crisis and an opportunity and seizing that opportunity. So part of what I would do with somebody who is going through divorce, I'm thinking about some people I've worked with recently. One woman was going through a divorce and just, you know, horrible situation. Husband was cheating. She didn't control any of the finances. She did have a job outside the home and she had earning potential, but she certainly was focused on taking care of her three boys. And so initially she was really blown away by it and then very quickly realized I have to get up to speed in terms of the finances, not even just to deal with the divorce, but just to manage the house from day to day. And I can remember first meeting with her and her being so overwhelmed. And we talked about just a simple spreadsheet of really understanding what money's coming in, what money's going out. And, you know, spreadsheets were not her dream. Like she wasn't like, yay, I get to go do a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. like a lot of us. But she came back just a few weeks later and she was so excited. She felt really empowered just being able to see the numbers and really have a sense of where things were coming from. And what she also realized is it's not brain science. It's really pretty simple. And most of us can handle the basics in order of boosting our confidence. So sometimes boosting our confidence, Kim, looks like doing a small step to gain some control over our money or awareness over our money. And then that gives us the boost to go, oh, wait a second, maybe I can do more of this. So one of the things is really kind of starting to become more aware of where your money's coming from, where it's going. And even if you're in the situation of you don't know, at least identifying the gaps in knowledge so you can start to take steps to fill those gaps. Mm -hmm. And does your clientele specifically address women? And is that an area that you treasure and that you love fulfilling? I'm just curious of your background, why you ended up choosing that path. Oh, absolutely. I think women have always been a passion of mine. I have been in the banking and finance field. I actually, for 15 years, was a counselor, a licensed mental health counselor, and worked with women. And then my company, KBK Wealth Connection, is really the blend between the two worlds. So everything I love about finance, which is the empowerment, the education, everything I love about helping women in psychology is really being able to change behaviors. And so it's the blend between the two. And I think one of the things that has been so important to me in my life and my journey is finding my voice, whether it's around money, whether it's around how I feel about my body, what I feel is going on in the world, my voice in a relationship. And so I love helping other women do that. Now, my voice may be different than their voice, and that's fine, but it's helping them find that voice. I think the other thing that's unique is I do tend to work also with a lot of financial advisors, and I do actually work with a lot of the people that I refer people to. So Mm -hmm. I don't just work with women, but my passion is certainly coaching women, helping them manage money, understand their emotions around money. And one of my latest, greatest, and most enjoyable projects is helping them ask and get paid what they're worth. So it really Mm -hmm. kind of runs the gamut. And then help me understand the actual coaching sessions. If a woman navigating divorce is going to reach out to you, what does the sessions actually look like? How long are they? And how long do you actually coach them through? Each of my clients, we kind of what I would call design the alliance or design the relationship based on their circumstances. Mm -hmm. But in general, I often start with a six 
session package. Each session is about 60 minutes, starts with an assessment. That first meeting is getting to know each other, me getting to know your circumstances, assessing whether I'm the person who can help you or maybe it's somebody else. We just decide, is this going to work and should we give it a try? And then over the course of the next five sessions, it's really delving into whatever you identified as your goal, we're going to start to delve into that. So one example would be another woman was referred to me by her financial advisor. She had gone through a divorce, but it had been about five years prior. So she was Mm post-divorce. And at the time she was in so much crisis, she just needed to raise the kids. She earned a good living. She just needed to do that. So really when she came to me and was referred by her financial advisor, the focus was much, very much around her money mindset, how she thought and felt about money how she reacted, and maybe she would now agree overreacted to changes in the stock market and how that was impacting her financial wellness. So I developed a six-session package, which really looked at what was her money mindset, what was her family history around money, how did she do money in, in her partnership when she was married, and what would she like to change? And then ultimately, really focusing on changing and reinforcing new behaviors. And it's a journey. So sometimes people will work with me in a short time and then go off and running with whatever their plan is. Sometimes people want support in an ongoing way. So I like to keep it open to really meet the clients or the consumers where they're at. Yeah. And I can definitely attest to a journey in the financial piece of it and navigating that piece, because when you're going through a divorce and things are stripped from you for any reason, especially financials, you want to take a moment to kind of reset, reprioritize and figure out, okay, what did you do wrong from a financial perspective? Because you're really given the second chance to do it the way you want to. And that's why I love what you're offering is because you work with women one-on-one that kind of can get reset with them and kind of focus, okay, what can your future look like? Some women have relied so heavily on their ex for that education and have really no clue where to even begin. And even those women, Kim, I think have strengths that they may not be aware of. So a lot of times what ends up happening, it's not only the gaps and the challenges, which you're absolutely right. It's Mm -hmm. also, what are you already good at? What's a transferable skill that might go into managing your finances? And I think it's really important for people to understand, you don't have to become an expert in finances. You don't have to absolutely love it. It's kind of like diet and exercise. You have to know enough about nutrition to take care of yourself. And if you have kids to coach them, same thing with money. You have to know enough to be able to take care of yourselves, role model for the next generation and know who to hire. So I think that's really important. And the reset or the idea that maybe you relied on your partner too much. I think if there's any negative feelings around that guilt or shame or just regret, one of the things to know is we are brainwashed in our society to believe that that's what we're supposed to do. So it is more complicated than just you blew it. It's kind of like, that's what we're told as women. And so Mm -hmm. we need to start to bust through that myth because the truth is whether you're in a relationship or not, it's really important to understand and talk about money, but it's a really hard thing to do. And that's where the coaching that I do comes in. Yeah. I know you had mentioned about women knowing their worth. So can you talk a little bit about what that actually looks like and what you've done around that project? I think one of the things that's really interesting to me is the psychology of money when it comes to salary negotiations or starting your own business and asking for fees. 
one of the things that I notice is that the conversation is a little bit different for women than it tends to be for men. Now, that's a generalization, but I have enough data points and research where I think I could say that. And so what I started to do was offer mastermind classes where it's both online video training, as well as you get an accountability partner, but you also get some individual coaching by me and you're in a group. So there's group coaching because I really believe in peer learning. I think it's a strength that women have to kind of build Mm -hmm. each other up. And really the focus there is identifying what is your mindset around negotiation Maybe this is a new skill. Maybe this is something you've done for a long time, but you need to develop some new skills. And then to really look at what parts of your negotiation mindset are serving you and what aren't. And then really looking and encouraging each other in this group with me as well as the group as to say, yes, you deserve to ask for more. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating is women come in and say, oh, just a terrible at negotiating. And then you ask them, to describe their morning. They've negotiated with the teacher. They've negotiated with their son or daughter. They've negotiated, you know, maybe with a roommate on who's going to pick up the milk, who's going to cook dinner. I mean, there's so many negotiations we do. It's adding in the money, becoming a little bit more comfortable with the money, and again, boosting that confidence, which is just a process that takes time. Everybody could use a little boost when it comes to money. And it's okay that you're not perfect with money. I think that's really important to hang on to. Nobody is. I agree. And the reason I asked the question is so many women coming out of divorce too are either entering the workforce for, could be the first time in a while, or even taking a time out and changing career paths, depending on what happened in their circumstance. So I just appreciate that piece of advice in regards to knowing your worth and Mm -hmm really advocating for yourself because a lot of women lose their self-identity, feel like they lose their worth when you're going through it. And just having a coach like you to steer them in the right direction, I think could be very, very beneficial. Well, I don't practice as a therapist. I do think it's really important that I understand life transitions and I kind of get While I haven't gone through a divorce myself, I do get what life transitions are. I've worked with hundreds of people at various different life transitions. And this is really just putting a lens on the negotiation, the money part, the advocating for yourself during a divorce and just recovering or developing a new relationship with money. And I smile because I had to do that for a variety of reasons outside a divorce. And ultimately, you just feel better about yourself because I think money symbolizes so many other things. And then Mm -hmm. if you do have people in your life that you want to role model for, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a friend, or whether it's your kids, I really believe we can break this cycle and eventually get to a place where we feel more comfortable with money. I very much agree. And then talk to me a little bit more about all the other projects you have going on. I know you've written (laughs) a book, you have a podcast, all those things. I have lots going on. So my podcast is called Breaking Money Silence. You can access it on my website, which is breakingmoneysilence.com. It is a weekly podcast. The whole idea is we just talk about money. It's a variety of different series. I've had negotiations. I've had women in transition. I've had women entrepreneurs series, aging, you name it. And so you just kind of pick one that's going to interest you. And it's a great way to continue to learn and become more comfortable about money. The podcast is based on my fifth book, which is called Breaking Money Silence, which offers tips and tools for both men and women on how to talk about money, why money is so difficult of a topic, 
And then it takes you step by step each chapter on how to engage in conversations, whether that's with a romantic partner, with your kids, with your aging parents, with yourself. And so it's an easy, fun read with a lot of activities. Sometimes people really enjoy that book as well. And I'm doing lots of other things, but I want to make sure I just let people know what I would say in terms of boosting confidence, if I can say, Kim. I think it's really important to practice three C's. Now, this is my marketing side that I came up with three C's. I love it. (laughs) So it's compassion, commitment, and coaching. So you need to be compassionate with yourself. Nobody has a perfect relationship with money. And if they say they do, they're lying. It is not true. (laughs) It just isn't. Nobody's perfect. So you need to be kind to yourself. I'm sure in lots of areas of your life, but with your money. You also need to make a commitment to work on that relationship. It is a relationship. One of the things that I think is really interesting is we're in a relationship with money our whole lives, but we often don't talk to it. We often Mm -hmm. don't work at that relationship. And so think about if you were in a romantic relationship, you met somebody and then you never talked to them again, but you had a lifelong relationship. Chances are you'd be getting divorced. So with money, it's developing that relationship. It's almost like dating your money, getting to know it, understanding it, and leaning into the parts of money management that you enjoy and finding the right people to farm out the work when you don't enjoy it. And the last C is coaching. Whether it's coaching with someone like me that does well psychology, whether it's coaching with someone like a financial advisor, or whether it's coaching by going down the street to a community college and taking a financial literacy course, don't think it matters. But really getting some support and some guidance. You don't have to do this thing called money alone. And I highly recommend you don't. It's better when we have other people in it with us. I 100% agree. And you touched on about your book. And I'm curious to know just one more question. Sorry. Yeah. When people are going into a new relationship, a committed, more than likely blended family or a new marriage now that they've been through divorce, what are some of the tangible things that you recommend in your book about how to begin talking about money with your new spouse or new partner? What is really interesting is that people who are going into their second marriage or their second committed relationship tend to bring up money much sooner because they realize what a big thing money is in a relationship. So what I would say is if you are in between your divorce and dating, it's good to work on your relationship with money because if you are stronger and you understand yourself, it's easier to then to have these conversations. I also think break money silence. You know, if you are going to be in a relationship with someone, you know that you need to talk about finance. It doesn't have to be miserable. You don't have to fight. It could be simply on a date saying, hey, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about is money. And I'm just curious growing up, like how did your parents do money? What did they talk about? What do they not talk about? And just really listen and do the same thing. Maybe if your partner wants to hear your story as well. Because really money conversations are understanding where the other person's coming from, not changing them, not fixing them, but figuring out how can we together do this thing called money. And the Mm -hmm. beautiful part is while you're dating or new to a committed relationship, you can decide, ooh, I like that from your side. And you get to create your own world around money that looks different. So definitely focus on the positive, ask about money history 
and build that into your conversations because money compatibility, I think, is just as important as being compatible in terms of intimacy. It's something that's going to be part of your relationship. I 100% agree. And that's why I absolutely love to bring you on and feature all your resources on our website because people don't realize how much money played into a marriage or divorce and just getting the right education and right foundation for that second chance in life, I think can make a world of difference. So in closing, is there any other advice you would like to offer our community? I know you've given us tremendous amount of tips, so I very much appreciate it. You're welcome, Kim. I think one of the things is to just kind of make a commitment to take some small steps and to Mm -hmm. focus on what's working, not just what's not working. Because usually there's both there. Yeah. And if you want to read more about me or see what I'm up to, check out the podcast, the classes, whatever. You just go to breakingmoneysilence.com or you can follow me. I'm most active on Twitter, LinkedIn, and reluctantly Facebook. (laughs) And those are all on my website as well. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, Kathleen, so much for taking the time out and just really helping and educate this community. We appreciate you. Well, thank you, Kim. And thanks for breaking my silence with me this afternoon. Absolutely. Absolutely. 